what joy it is to be with you girls this morning. Why don't you turn to the person next to you and say, I'm so glad that I'm sat next to you. Okay, now why don't you turn to the person on the other side who you didn't choose first. Maybe it's a little bit awkward, but we'll move past it and say, I'm glad I'm sat next to you too. <laughs> Uh, this afternoon, I'm so excited that I, I get to, to share with you guys for, for, for just a few moments. And I'm going to invite some of my really close friends up with me uh, this afternoon to share a little bit of their story. Um, my story is that uh, I became a Christian when I was eight years old. Um, I, I came to an event uh, a little bit like this one. I heard somebody get up on a, a platform a little bit like this one and, and share about Jesus living a life that I couldn't live, a perfect one, a sinless one, but dying a death that I deserve to die. And, uh, and that particular night, I ran home, I went into my bedroom, I, I ran upstairs, I remember it vividly, I opened my curtains and I looked up into the night sky and I thought, maybe, just maybe, there's a God. Uh, maybe, just maybe, he loves me and maybe, just maybe, he wants to have a relationship with me. And that night, I prayed a prayer that I've never, ever, ever, ever regretted since. The best decision I've ever made by him far by far, by, by a long stretch. I said yes to Jesus. I welcomed him into my heart and I believe his Holy Spirit has dwelt in me ever since that moment. And so for the last um, few years, I've been kind of traveling around the UK telling people about my relationship with Jesus and how it's changed me from the inside out. But this afternoon, I want to kind of explore with you guys um, what Jesus has to say about women. And um, just as we we're about to start, my wonderful friend David Bennett walks through the door and I was like he is a gift from the Lord for me in this moment and so I'm just going to invite David if you would come up and and David would you share just for a few moments if if you would about what Jesus Mm -hmm. thought thinks of women and how we see that play out Mm -hmm. in the scripture especially in the gospels of Matthew Mark Luke and John Um, would that be okay before we do that I want us to imagine a world where women are second-rate citizens women can't own property unless they're married and if their husband died they would own it Um, but by themselves they couldn't own property and they had a second class status politically their vote didn't matter as much in the Jewish world women's testimony was half that of a man's half believable Uh, and I think you just pause there for a moment Mm. feel the brokenness of that Mm. because what do we see at the start of the Bible in Genesis we see Adam and Eve, male and female, made co-equal. Mm. A woman's testimony is just as, you know, valid, valid as a man's. Yeah. A woman's value is just as much as a man. Like there is no yeah. inequality here. Yeah. And yet you get to Jesus's time, even in God's own people, yeah. and a woman's testimony is second yeah. to a man. Yeah. Jesus steps into that world that broken world from that genesis place as god Mm. to restore that equality that dignity that the fallen system of gender male and female had become broken and needed to be restored and we see that happening penultimately when Jesus is raised from the dead. In Jesus' ministry, women had an incredibly high status. Yeah. And can you just yeah. speak into that for a minute? Because often yeah. me growing up, I don't know about you guys, but yeah. 
the focus was the 12 disciples and they, right. they were all male. But that's well, not they in- didn't really get it though. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not entirely true. I'm sorry, <laughs> but like the boys took a long time. <laughs> there, there were women. And I'm one of them. Uh, yeah. There were women that were, were disciples yeah. as well, were, were followers yes. and of Jesus. Mary Magdalene. Yeah like par excellence is like the apostle to the apostles. She gets it before everyone else. Yeah. She gets that Jesus is going to rise from the dead. And the guys are like, but you're like going to destroy the powers and like, yeah, destroy the emperor. Right. (laughs) And, uh, Jesus is like, yeah, nah, Mary Magdalene's got it. it. (laughs) And they're still like not getting it. And so when the resurrect, when Jesus dies, all the male disciples scatter. Yeah. But who is left? Mm at the cross mm. who is faithful yeah. when no one else is faithful yeah. the women Mary mm-hmm. the mother of God yeah. Mary, Mary Magdalene the and the other Mary I think yeah. in some accounts and one man John, John yeah. I like to think of myself as a little bit I'm going to one of the girls, I have to say. Um, So when Molly asked me, I was like, absolutely, I'm coming to the girls thing. (laughs) Um, uh, Anyway, sorry. But, uh, and and, and so they're there. Mm. It's the women who are the faithful ones in this. The the curse of Eve is broken and the new Eve is revealed in this moment. And what I I love about that, I've heard as well, is, is that these women were last at the cross, but first at the tomb. That's it. That's a wonderful way of putting it. Last See, the cross first, the team. The women get it first, <laughs> um, <laughs> and you just have this incredible. Like, if you guys just want to like open that at some point in your own private devotion as women, and um, I've always, since I became a Christian, I've always had this thing put on me by the Holy Spirit that you are an advocate for women, mm. like you are called to destroy fallen patriarchy. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's, that's always been something in my heart that it's from Jesus, yeah. that he was a man who hated oppressive patriarchy yeah. and who wanted women to be freed from that curse yeah. and restore the beginning yeah. equality. And so you see this happening in the resurrection that two women are at the tomb and one of them, Mary Magdalene, she's there and she she sees Jesus first. So the sign of new creation is women leading, is women's liberation at the front of God's action and kingdom. And look, if this was a PR job, right? If they were just trying to make something false look real, they would never record women being the first witnesses. And the reason we can trust the historicity of this, actual historical reliability, is the fact they put women at the beginning, because that doesn't help their cause in that society, actually would have dampened it. So we see God, by his Holy Spirit, made sure that in the record, women were first. That reveals to you a God that is not patriarchal, that is not oppressive to women, and that wants to release women into fullness of their ministries for the sake of his glory. So I think... The mark of new creation, ladies, is you running yes. in your calling. Wow, come on. And there is a created order. There is a way and sense in which men and women are different, mm-hmm. but that doesn't restrict, restrict the flourishing, empowerment, yeah. or glory of women's ministries or role in leadership in the church, and never should. Yeah. And people have different theologies of how that holds together, yeah. and that's a bit complicated. <laughs> 
But if those theologies are getting in the way of that resurrection dawn, mm. of women being the heralds of the dawn, that is not from God. Yeah. That is from someone else. Yeah. We know who that is. Yeah. And it's Eve's seed that crushes the head of Satan. It's you ladies in Christ who's so powerful to crush the head of the evil one. Mm. You are victorious. You are the heralds of the Come dawn. On. Own it. Live into it. Preach yeah. Jesus. Live yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Bring life into the world. Yeah. Eve means life giver. That yes. is the closest characteristic to God. Yeah, wow. Men are not called life giver. We're called earthy. <laughs> We're like the first go, you know? <laughs> but women are the yeah. height of creation. Wow. So I want you to see that this morning to be yeah. encouraged yeah. that you guys are where it's at and as a man I'm like watching that space wow. looking for what Jesus is doing and wow. I want to encourage you into your future yeah, in on. Jesus. Amen. Amen. Come on. Amen. Woo. What a joy <laughs> for you to share that. Yeah. It's one thing even a female um, articulating that but to have you here right now that's not a mistake that's a god-given gift david thank you for what you shared no, thank you for letting me share um i'm not quite done yet okay we were talking about the woman at the well yesterday we were can we just unpack that a little bit because you 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 unpacked a few truths for me that kind of blew my mind but here we have in john 4 um jesus is on his way back from uh, judea to a place called galilee and um he can go through samaria where samaritans live or he can take the longer route which all jews would have taken you told me this yesterday um just so they didn't have to meet a samaritan because jews and samaritans they despised each other and the land was cursed so actually even walking into the land would mean you'd have to go to the temple give a little dove and get like redone for the holiness of god okay so aren't you glad your jesus came because you don't have to do that now (laughs) so there's so many so many layers yeah. of this story yeah. but just to draw out a couple for, for a moment here is this woman who is um collecting water at the middle of the day and here is jesus as a jew as a rabbi as a religious mm. teacher a prophet um speaking to this woman a yeah. samaritan woman so even there there's so just, many layers to that it's like i don't know some big leader who's super famous speaking to like the least favorite right. famous and right. important person make, in the room. It doesn't make sense. It's like not what you out expect. of the ordinary, yeah. not what you expect. Especially to like detour his whole trip to, to do go that. there. Yeah, and so they have this. The amazing... male disciples didn't get it. <laughs> they were going to have a lunch, weren't they? They were getting lunch at the time. Oh, hungry! Uh, that's all they could think about was their stomachs. But um, they they have this amazing conversation. It's the longest conversation that's recorded that Jesus has with anybody. And again, that's a woman. That that's that in itself shows us so much of what Jesus thinks of women. Um, but I guess I, I'd love to just draw on a couple of the things that were brought out of that story um firstly jesus it says tells her everything that she's ever done and it, and, it, and it transpires that this this woman has had five husbands and she's currently living with a man that isn't her husband so even even just from that we we can see yeah. that she is broken she's mm-hmm. lost she's been searching in lots of different places for intimacy for love for belonging for acceptance and she hasn't found it and here is jesus saying listen you're taking water from this well and and just like the fact that you're going to have to come here time and time and time again because you're going to get thirsty time and time and time again there are so many things that you've so many areas that you've been looking in in your life to to, to quench 
the thirst of your of your spirit of your in, of your innermost and actually, being. If I can say, yeah, one of the effects of the curse in Genesis yeah. is that now it's it's a bit unclear, but I'll just say I'll just get rid of that and just say it's this because you know the Bible's always poetic. But the one element of it is that the curse is that Eve would desire her husband, her ish, her man. It could okay. not be. It could just be you will desire men. Yeah. And they will rule over you. Okay. So the effect of the curse yes. of sin and death on gender yes. is that women would have this desire for men yes. to be loved, cherished, you know, held, seen as beautiful, and men would rule over them okay. rather than love them. Yeah, and that actually totally played itself. And so that's out happening. That like she's yes. probably expecting this man to be like that yes. in that day, on that day on that day in that yeah. moment. But yet Jesus says, "I can give you." living water i'm the only one that's going to truly satisfy and he actually clear as day says to this woman at the well i am the messiah he reveals to her that he is the messiah i mean even some of the disciples at this point aren't getting it no but but he communicates that with her peter has takes a lot longer she leaves that place yes. and I can almost imagine in my mind I kind of just drop her dropping just flustered just dropping those pots everywhere water flying everywhere and thinking I've got to I've got to I've got to run and tell these people that I, I've met the one that we've been waiting for I, I've met the Messiah and arguably we could say that she's the first evangelist yeah she's the first person that goes and tells people this is this is the man that you need to you need to see just one moment one encounter Mm-hmm. chase after him discover more about him and what's fascinating is that he says to her i can give you the water that you know not of like i yes. have this living water this the thing you're desiring i can now give you yeah and undo the curse yeah that women were under wow so it's almost in this moment women are redeemed from that curse wow because i think i'm gay so I'm not a woman, but I can understand mm. to some degree what women go through with men mm. because I've had relationships with men. That's quite redemptive, actually, mm. because I can step into that with women. And I kind of, I'm not a woman and I'm not exactly the same, but I do understand that women have this profound yeah. desire to be cherished, yeah. seen as beautiful, yeah. be given something of dignifying worth yeah. that yeah. men hadn't given in her life, yeah. that she was exploited. Yeah. And actually in that system, what men were doing is they would marry women, yeah. kind of enjoy a relationship with them, divorce them and move on to the next one yeah. and divorce. Yeah. And Jesus actually says, I hate divorce because he's wanting to stop that system. That cycle. And here he's doing the same thing with the living water. Because isn't it true that in that day that a man could just say the words and that they would be divorced? And And a woman had no power to do that. So when he's saying that again, there's so much context behind it, as there is always with what Jesus says. It's always layered. What a beautiful introduction. Um, if If you could just say one lasting thought Mm -hmm. with us about the way that Jesus loves women, releases women and maybe the freedom that that brings, what would it, what would it be? Ever since the Christian movement broke out in the world and the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost, the church has been around 75% women. Um, Usually women, slaves, poor people, people that were oppressed, 
And so the original movement, maybe not now that the church is established and gone up a bit corrupt. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> come Lord Jesus. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the originally the yeah. church was really led by women. Yeah. Because of the dignity that Jesus gave women, mm. both in his earthly ministry, but from heaven yeah. in the reality of the early church. Yeah. Yeah. And you see this in Paul when he says there is male nor female, Jew nor Greek, yeah. slave nor free for yeah. all are one in Christ Jesus. Yeah. There is no discrimination. Yeah. There's no, Oh, women's witness is second to men's. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there is this equality restored. Yeah. So that's what I would say is that, there is a spirit that comes against that, that tries to use the Bible to destroy that and pull that apart. And I cannot, like, I think Jesus, um, that's a counterfeit of the true kingdom where women are always restored to the fullness of life. And that means their differences are not trivialized. They're not trying to be like men, but in the fullness of what it means to be a woman, they are equal. So I think in a lot of, equality movements like in the gay world or in 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 kind of with women's issues it's like women have to become men Mm. to have power Mm. look like men to have power this happened with the queens they became very kind of like queen victoria quite like butch you know that if you're a butch woman that's not i mean you're not a woman but my point is you had to conform to a male archetype to rule i think jesus wants to dismantle that and allow women to fully be themselves and to co-reign in christ alongside men amazing and that's jesus's heart for women david bennett thanks guys let's go let's go thank you david what joy um i think that's uh, set us up quite nicely for the way that jesus thinks of women how jesus loves women um i would love to get up a young woman who i love deeply her name is molly toms And uh, would you give her a massive round of applause as she comes up to share her story this afternoon with you guys. Molly, um, when you are not in a field (laughs) leading a media team, what do you do? What does life look like for you when you're not here? Not here? Mm. Um, Wow. Um, I'm a Cornish girl. Yes. So I don't sound like it. It might be a choice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I enjoy the beach. I love swimming in the sea, like every Cornish girl should. Um, often in fields, love a good walk, love Amazing. a good country walk. And you work for Creation Fest. I do, yeah. And you've been doing that for just a little while. Yeah, not long. Only since March. Oh. Last, yeah. Actually, quite a while. Last, last, <laughs> last four months. Last, it's gone yeah, quick, though. Very, very quick. It's gone really fast. Yeah. Um, and Creation Fest doesn't just hold a special place in Molly's heart because it's where she works. Mm. Um, it's actually a big part of your story, which we're going to share in Massively, a moment. Yeah. Um, so would you take us back, Molly, mm-hmm. a, a few years to when your life looked pretty different and not necessarily um, just geographically. You, yeah, you, sure. weren't, you weren't living in, in, in Cornwall at the time, but um, also physically and emotionally. Mm. Would you just take us back a few years to where you found yourself? Yeah, of course, of course. So, like I said, born and raised down here, and lived here a lot of my life. Um, and I grew up in a Christian home, which I didn't see as a privilege at the time, I don't think. I grew up hearing the Bible stories. I heard stories about this man, Jesus. And I could hear that they were beautiful, but I don't think I could quite 
feel beautiful enough to feel worthy of those stories. So I could hear these beautiful stories, but I couldn't feel enough to fit in the puzzle of faith or Christianity. I didn't quite feel worthy, I don't think. Um, so a lot of things happened in my life. I went to an all-girls school, um, which was great. I've got some great friends who I still speak to, still connected with. Um, but I think it fed into a lot of insecurities of mine. Um, and I grew up with an older sister who struggled with an eating disorder. And I started to match a lot of those patterns of what she was doing. And without realising, I started to dislike myself a lot. Um, and I lived with that for a long, long time. Little, little things. Like looking in the mirror, I didn't enjoy doing. I'd do a lot of exercise. I'd restrict what I was eating um, in order to feel beautiful, in order to feel worthy of something. And I went to Liverpool, a city up north, uh, for university. Um, and I just started... It wasn't a case of uh, it's a sort of going off the rails. We use that phrase a lot and we hear that phrase a lot. Um, but I just started behaving like my friends. And it was slow little things at once. I suddenly decided that I didn't have time for church. Um, I decided I wanted to go out and party and do all, lots of different things. Um, and I slowly but surely just drifted away. Um, and it just fed into the, all those... I was quite insecure at the time I didn't like the way I looked but also I felt like I fitted more in that world than I did with Christ and in with that beautiful image I fitted in with another image and I could get along with those girls more than I could with Jesus um, so a couple of years ago I came home from Liverpool um, and I was staying in Cornwall with my parents and they said do you want to come to creation first I said no <laughs> no I don't want to do that I said no thanks I'm okay I'm actually all right I don't really want to go down there they said no you should come along I was like again oh I think I'm a bit busy I might work that day I might go see friends Uh, I've got other things I want to do I want to go to the beach and they were like I can understand understand." um and so they said no like just just have a little look have a look at the program a program much like this one here um they said see if anything interests you So I looked at the program long and hard and I thought, I'm going to choose the talks that are going to push me away from Christianity. The talks that are going to question the big things that I have questions for. The big questions in life like, is God anti-gay by David Bennett? Um, And big things about self-image, big things about climate change. And I I was guaranteed that I would leave this festival and think, okay, I'm done with that. I'm done with Jesus and I'm going to step into this party lifestyle and into this lifestyle where I look like the culture that is the world. And actually, God also has a sense of humour, because I turned down to creation, came down to Creation Fest 2019, attended this man's talk, who's now lying down on the carpet, um, listening, to you. <laughs> listening to me speak at the same festival. Um, and God just flipped it 360. Um, I think I realised a lot of things that night. Um, I realised that Christianity is a life of sacrifice. It's a beautiful image, but also I was beautiful enough to fit in that image too. Mm, come on. And that summer <laughs> yeah come on and that summer I was healed from an eating disorder wow. somebody prayed over me the verse she is more precious than rubies mm. proverbs 3 mm. verse 15 Hallelujah. and from that day on Hallelujah. I was healed from self-image I realized that I was beautiful enough for Jesus Hallelujah. and the things that I'd been hearing all my life were true and that I had a place in faith and I was loved beyond belief by an everlasting love and this festival changed my life hearing testimonies changed my life I've now come full circle and I work for that festival and I get to share stories like this with girls like you Molly everybody 
Joyful. Um, yeah, obviously we're human. Life's still going to be hard. It's not that all my challenges and trials have gone. But I can look in a mirror and know that I am beautiful. I am worthy. I'm a daughter of a king. Um, and that life, life's hard, but God is bigger than that. And he's bigger than self-image issues. He's bigger than the friendship groups that you get into. He's bigger than the messes that you can sometimes just drift into like I said but also even if you do step away you walk away you run away you want to push it away God will always chase you down come on and he will run after you and he'll meet you in the places where even when you think you're running you you're going to listen to talks that you think are going to push you further he's going to bring you right back yeah and finally Molly um after that summer yeah you wanted to run from the place that you'd come from. You yeah. didn't want to return to Liverpool. Yeah. You were quite anxious about going back into an environment where you'd lived a really different life. Mm. And going back, loving Jesus, knowing that there were going to be sacrifices. Yeah. There were going to be huge costs. That there were going to be choices that you need to make that would mean that your life would look different. Mm. Could you just tell us about Maybe just a couple of the stories that came out from that time of not running away, but mm. running back, right back into the place that you'd kind of run from, as it were, and how Jesus so beautifully mm. used you in that context and in that space. Yeah, cool. Yes. Yeah, so like I said, I am... Um I made friends in Liverpool, in, where I was at university, who lived a very different lifestyle from being a Christian um, and in the space of six weeks I'd come to Creation Fest in 2019 I'd recommitted my life and I was on fire for Jesus and I thought I can't go back to that place and I can't turn to these people and say Ooh, like, how can I tell you that in six weeks I'm different because I was just a different person it was just like that overnight how was I going to go back into that environment like you said I was very anxious and I, I didn't want to go back and my mum bless her amazing amazing woman she was like molly you need to go back to liverpool i was like mum i don't want to it's much easier for me to stay down in cornwall to just like be like i'm not coming back not see those people again and not be put in that like temptation or see those friends again or have to explain yeah. what had happened um but she was like molly you need to go back so we had this time of prayer and i said god if i'm going to go back to liverpool i was training as an actor um at drama school I said if i'm going to go back to liverpool and i'm going to go back into that environment it's got to be for you and i've got to have moments to share your my testimony and the goodness that you've done in my life um 
And that summer, I, I went back to Liverpool, and in September, they announced the shows that we were going to be performing in. And the shows were The Passion of Christ <laughs> and The Nativity. And on the first day, we got to sit in a circle. And I said, use me, God, use me in this environment. And the first thing that the director said was, does anybody have faith? Wow. And I got to raise my hand (laughs) and share that testimony. And it was just a push because I I was like, I'm not a natural evangelist. I didn't think that I could do that. And I was like, it's much easier to just sort of subtly creep in and maybe wear a little cross around my neck Mm -hmm. and maybe say a few little things like, oh, I might go to church on a Sunday. But I was just put in this environment where I had to speak in like an environment like this and stand up for my faith and stand up for what I believed in and what had happened. And actually the friends who I thought would turn their back on me still loved me. Yeah. They just loved me in a different way. Yeah. And I also got to shine Jesus' light in that environment rather than running from it. Yeah, wow. And what you cast in that play? Yeah, yeah, I was cast as <laughs> gave us the high priest Come who on. prosecutes Jesus. He's got and Jesus was you, also but... one of my ex-boyfriends from university. Oh, wow. so. <laughs> Full circle, everybody. Jesus does amazing things in our lives. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, in, a, in a moment, um, I actually just sense that we just need to pause for a minute. Yeah. And if Aaron, if you could just play uh, maybe just a, a worship song in the background. We're just gonna, I think we're just going to take a moment. Yeah. Feel that we need to do. Just feel prompted by the Spirit. We just need to take a moment, take a pause. I'm just going to listen to this worship song, um, and and if any if any of you guys just resonate with anything that's been said um, towards the end of of the song, um, I'm just going to invite you if if you would like us to pray for you, um, uh, just as leaders in the venue, we're just going to come alongside you, put a hand on your shoulder, say we're here, we're standing with you, and if there's anything that we can just pray for you, you can you can explain what you'd like prayer for, you can say nothing at all. Because the Lord knows. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't want to miss this moment. Because yeah. I think Molly's story is so profound. And I think so many of us in the room can relate to either parts of the story or maybe even all of it. Um, and, and I don't want to miss that. I don't want to miss what the Spirit wants to do for the sake of an agenda in a workshop. Mm. You know? I never want to do that. <laughs> so, um, Molly, if there's one thing that you could say... to your 15 15 year old self Mm. to these girls here what do you think it would be you are loved (laughs) you are loved more than you could ever ever imagine you're a daughter of the king (laughs) you're a daughter of the king you're worthy it's not one thing it's so many things you're worthy you're beautiful you are loved you are special you are precious and no matter what the world tells us no matter what Instagram what your friends tell you what your friends do what they say about themselves let it bounce off because our identity is in him it's not in the way we look it's not in the things we say what it is about the things we say it's what we say about him and how we live our lives yeah (laughs) you are so loved loved. it comes back to that you are so loved loved. right let's just take a moment and let's just pause and reflect on what we've heard and um yeah if Aaron you could just start playing that song that would be great 
Holy Spirit, would you move in this place amongst us now? Would you begin to speak to us with pictures and words, scripture? Would you move? Would you speak? In Jesus' name we pray. I'd just love to pray a blessing over you all. If you'd like to just close your eyes and bow your heads. I'm just getting that posture of just focusing in on Jesus. I'd just love to give the opportunity, if anyone is feeling... um, I just want a special touch of Jesus this afternoon to just connect with that that beautiful, beautiful Lord that we've spoken about and we've heard about this afternoon. I'd just like to give you the opportunity while everyone's heads are bowed, if you'd just like to raise your hand. I'd just love to play, pray a special blessing over you. It could be for the first time, for the 50th time, for the 500th time. Yeah, would you just raise your hand? Yeah. I want to see you girls. see you. Lord, will you just bless these women here in this room with their hands raised, Lord? Would you just touch them with something of your love and your spirit and your kindness, Lord, and just fill them afresh this afternoon? Fill them afresh with your love and your light and your beauty, Lord, and may they know how loved and precious, and special, and incredibly unique they are made. They are made in your image, Lord. There's no one like them. There's no one fingerprint that is the same on this earth because you've made them so uniquely beautiful and different, and just them, Lord. Would you help them to know that? Would you help them to receive that this afternoon? Would you help them to know that they are loved? and special and precious and unique and so deeply beautiful from the inside out. I pray that you just remind that Lord, um, you just feel that afresh in their souls and their spirits that as we leave this tent, that it goes beyond this moment now, that it goes beyond this day, that it just spreads out from the evening as they go back to summer, as they go back to schools, as they go back to their friends, as they go back to their family, that they'll just know that they are beautiful, loved, unique creations of Christ and they'll be able to walk in your spirit, Lord. I just want to thank you for each and every girl that is in this room. Thank you, Jesus. We pray all these things in your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. If you're still receiving from the Spirit, just stay in that space as well. We just want to create a really safe space for each of you in this in this room. So just keep receiving from from Jesus. Um. I'm going to invite a friend of mine up in just a, a moment. But um, before I do that, I uh, just felt really prompted to um, just share like a, a little bit of my story. But before I do that, could we just thank Molly Toms, everybody, for sharing hers? <laughs> Isn't she a beauty? <laughs> Inside out. Thank you, Jesus, for Molly. Thank you for who she is mm. and what she's given out this afternoon. Thank you for what she shared. Thank you, Lord, that this is just the beginning. Um, And Lord, thank you that there is power in her words Mm -hmm. and and power to bring freedom to the captives. 
And so, Lord, we thank you for Molly. Would we pray just, we just pray blessing on her in Jesus' name, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you, Molly. Thank you, Molly. Um, I just really felt prompted to to just share a little bit of my story, um, which was around kind of, uh, I guess, kind of 16, 17, 18. I started to be really aware of um, the way that I looked, the way that I was perceived by people, uh, just really chasing after so many different areas of life to just fit in, to feel... um, to feel like, yeah, wanted to, to belong, um, and, and I remember my youth worker. Thank Jesus, because um, my youth worker just kind of could see, um, could see that I was just on this path of, of um, just really struggling with my value, where my worth, where my worth was kind of lying. And um, she said something to me that genuinely changed the course of the next few months. She said that scripture is living, it's active and it's alive. And you need to start speaking over yourself because it will bring freedom. And so what she said to me was, I want you to start reading Psalm 139. And most of us in here will probably know that. Um, but it's a, it's a beautiful psalm about how God knows our innermost being, how he knows our thoughts, the hairs on our heads. He knows when you sit down and when you um, when you get up, when you lie down. He knows every thought that you that you ever think. He knows every word before you even say it. And I began to read that, and and it takes at the time I believe it took six weeks. I think it's around maybe even longer now that that scientists say to, to break a thought habit. But every day you get up, you look at yourself in the mirror, the place that you want to run from, and you just start declaring scripture and truth over yourself of what Jesus says about you. And so I began to do that. First day, I was like, what am I doing? Second day, I was thinking, this is never going to work. Third day, I remember just looking at myself with tears rolling down my eyes, thinking, I'm never going to believe this. I'm never going to see it. I'm never going to feel it. Nothing's ever going to change. And that youth worker just said, keep going. Let's, let's go. Keep going. Keep going. And I did it. And I tell you what, the truth of the word of God has set me free. It began to mean that my, my thoughts were no longer my own. It was his thoughts and his thoughts, it says in the Bible, are higher, so much higher than our own. And it also meant that when I was having a bad hair day, because believe me, they come, right? Especially when you're camping. <laughs> but when I had a bad hair day, I knew how to react. Because you see, the pathways in my brain were no longer, you look ugly, you're not good enough, no one's ever going to love you. It was, you're not good enough, hang on. Whoa, wait. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm a unique creation in Christ Jesus. He loves me. He died for me. You can try, enemy. You can try, come at me. But I know that I've got the sword of the Spirit And I know that I've got the word of God. I'm going to fight. I'm going to go to battle with you. Rather than allowing those thoughts, those thoughts to dictate how you think, how you act, we can take the word of God and I believe it sets us free. So for some of you girls in here today, there's not just a deep revelation and encounter that you need with the spirit. There's also an action required. 
That's why when Jesus, before he ascended to be with the Father after he was resurrected, he gathers disciples and he says to them, go and make disciples. He doesn't just say wait. He says go. There's a waiting for the spirit, but there's a go. There's an instruction. There's an action. So there needs to be an action in this space. Because I can guarantee that the thoughts that you think or the things that you're struggling with will still be there tomorrow. And so we need to be equipped to know how to fight. Because it says in Galatians 5, the flesh and the spirit, that they fight. That's never going to be a battle that's going to be won forever. We're going to have to keep battling. It's an ongoing battle, but it says that the spirit can overcome the flesh. But it's a fight and it's a battle, but we've got to be ready and know how to fight, how to battle. And so for some of you, you need to start reading scripture over yourself every single day. And then come back next year and tell me how it's going. Because you might have a bad hair day. You might have a moment where you, those thoughts creep in, but you think, ha, 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 hang on a second. I know exactly how I'm going to fight today. So if you want to come to us afterwards, any of the team, and you want to ask about some scriptures that you can write down, we'll write them down with you. We'll write them on your phone, write them in a notepad, and, and then you can go back and begin to, to read them over yourself. Is that cool? Can you welcome Rach up, please? Rach, you are an absolute legend. Um, we've got less time than I thought, but we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna move on through, right? Um, Rach is a dear friend of mine, and uh, she's come to be a little roadie with me and my husband Ooh. and my little girl, Bonnie, for the next few days. We're traveling around together. Roadie life. Woo! <laughs> um, me and Rach have known each other for a, a little while now. I was part of a church called Gas Street. That's where Rach is, uh, yes. is currently and works. And Rach, you have... Um, an amazing group of people that you do life with, um, mm-hmm. some of whom I love very, very dearly. Um, but there is one particular friend of yours yes. who um, I love immensely. She's called Soph. And you and Soph launched something um, probably a couple of years ago now, yeah. um, which is really exciting. Would you tell us a little bit about it? Yes. Hi, guys. So, yeah, like Grace says, I have a friend in Birmingham called Soph. Um, we actually met like the first week literally my first week of university I went along to this kind of freshest social met Soph there which was yeah such a god thing and reflection and we just started chatting and prior to that I didn't uh, like growing up I didn't have loads of Christian friends who I kind of got on with really well or had like more in common than just loving Jesus so when I met Soph I was like oh like I like you like there's there's a vibe here like you love Jesus but also we've got all this stuff in common and it felt really special and actually I remember Soph wrote in her journal at the time like I've met this girl Rach and I think we're going to be used for the kingdom of God so right from the start it felt like quite a God-ordained kind of like friendship Um, and as we went through uni we were just journeying life together we were going to the same church just getting to know each other deeper and deeper and we often joked about starting a YouTube channel Um, and it was kind of it was a bit of a joke like we both loved YouTube growing up Um, but then we went to this women's conference and both really um, just felt the Holy Spirit speak to us at that time about um wanting to speak and like bring life and truth into like the younger generation um and we went away and we were chatting about that and we were like how could that look and you know we both kind of feel that conviction could we do something together and it was kind of a bit of like a light bulb moment of like 
oh, YouTube, social media, you know, so many of like me, my friends, I'm sure you guys are probably on social media. You might watch YouTube, you might, you know, be on Instagram. And I was like, that is a space where nowadays so many young people are like consuming information. So what would it look like for me and Soph to bring some truth into that space so we started a channel yeah and it's called so from right yep and <laughs> really um, original <laughs> <laughs> i love it pure and simple baby you won't get that <laughs> anyway it's um it's a platform where you talk all things fashion beauty yes. life upcycling yeah that you enjoy yeah uh, creativity but also jesus yes um and i guess one of the things that i'd just love to ask you mm. is you have been following Jesus for a while now Mm. what do you think is is a way that that has uh, something that's really deeply changed in your life as a result of your relationship with Jesus Mm, yeah good question I think what difference has it made essentially yeah yeah um I, I remember a friend once saying to me like describing her life with Jesus is before seeing in kind of like black and white and then meeting Jesus, falling in love with Jesus and life being in colour. And I remember I loved that analogy because I think for me, like getting to live for Jesus, getting to walk every single day with him, falling in love with him has changed my life in the sense of it's made it so much richer so much more exciting like being able to wake up every day and be like no I mean even like Molly was saying you know know that you are loved know your identity in him and then out of that place like the excitement that comes in terms of like okay Jesus like what have you got for me today you know who can I speak to today where are you where are you guiding me where are you leading me um I think has been like kind of the biggest yeah change for me kind of like realizing my life's not just about me it's about what Jesus wants to do through me and the people that he wants me to talk to and the way that I can love other people and kind of share the freedom that I've experienced through knowing him so I think it it really has like knowing Jesus changes everything it changes my whole approach to life and you've obviously been you know you're incredibly passionate about you know lots of different things that I've just mentioned around YouTube and mm. you know you have loads of fun on YouTube mm. I know that you do I, I watch your videos all the time and you do loads of games and challenges mm. and you do birthday vlogs and it's really varied but at the heart of it you want to share Jesus yeah. with people right mm. that's that's really mm. at the heart of what you want to do yeah. so I would say for these girls here this is a brilliant YouTube channel for you Mm. but it's a great YouTube channel and and you're on TikTok and Instagram it's great for them to be able to show their friends yeah. because it's n- your target audience as it were is mm. not people who are necessarily just mm. following Jesus no, yeah. you're, you want to reach people yeah, that aren't definitely. Uh, you said to me last night I want people to know that, that Christians can be normal not all yeah. not <laughs> you know like yeah. that, that we can be that we are yeah. we, can, we, can, we can live in that yeah. world and show yes. Jesus yeah 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 um and so I guess if if you could just give a little yeah. bit of information about how the girls as well could could find you yeah, guys yeah, yeah. On, yeah. on YouTube and on Instagram yeah. so they can share and watch. yeah well I think like Grace is saying I don't know about you guys but I grew up in school surrounded by non-Christian friends and like you're saying like I think for me growing up to have kind of some people that I could like 
I don't know, watch a video with my non-Christian friends or kind of point them to some people who I know love Jesus and therefore he was shaping everything that they were doing and saying. But like you say, they weren't like super, super intense or they were kind of going against some of these stereotypes that a lot of like our non-Christian friends might have about Christians that would really have helped me. So amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So you can find you on YouTube, just so from rage again on TikTok and Instagram. It's the same. Yeah. The same name. Amazing. So um, just finally, before we close, we've got like five minutes left. Then I think there's another seminar, but we as leaders are going to be sticking around. So if anything that David said, anything, if you're really interested in theology, David's just finished his doctorate. He's a flipping genius. Yes, David. Um, but he's also... <laughs> yes, he's finished. Um, but he is also just one of the most remarkable humans I have ever met. And so just to have a conversation with him alone, I feel enriched as a result. And like I've spent time with the Lord because he reflects him. And so if you just want to chat with David, if you want to chat with Rachel about anything that she's talking about, uh, already said about YouTube or Instagram or TikTok or how you can share that stuff, or maybe you've got a passion for that, anything that I've said, especially around scripture, or anything like that and Molly's had to run off because she's got a few other jobs uh, over this weekend but she uh, is around site so if you just grab her she would love to have a conversation she loves making new friends and loves talking and loves listening to stories so um you'll have a, a beautiful encounter with her if you if you want to grab her at any point um Rach we're going to finish with some pearls of wisdom I, I set you up for this so you are prepared but um, just a few things um that I'm going to fire at you mm-hmm. and then if you could just give like a sentence mm-hmm. or a thought uh, around each of them is that okay. cool and we'll we'll go through a few Firstly, friendship. Friendship. Okay, I'm going to say always choose to champion your friends. Amazing. I love that. Yeah. I think I heard somebody say recently um, that the the route to not comparing each other is championing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one another. Yeah. In a world where it's so easy to compare, be insecure, get yeah. bitter, just choose in those moments. Yeah. I'm going to encourage you. Amazing. Thanks, Rach. Um, prayer. Um prayer changes things yeah come on um beauty (laughs) beauty i mean i feel like you spoke into that so well but i'd say i'd say the same thing choose to believe like the truth of scripture yeah of yourself tiktok Mm. uh be aware of what you're watching and how much time you're spending on that app (laughs) yeah you want to say anything else into that um yeah i think with tiktok i mean who's on tiktok yeah the majority of us in here okay so you don't choose who you follow often on tiktok you know you have your few page and you're just consuming lots of different videos i think it's easy to just mindlessly scroll and hours just go past so i'd say just be really aware of the type of videos that you're watching just because subconsciously they can be influencing you and affecting you and set a little timer on that app as well great (laughs) Brilliant. These are pearls of wisdom. <laughs> that is a I'm pearl gonna, of wisdom, I'm, guys. I'm going to make these things up. Um, romantic relationship. Um, when it comes, if you, if you love Jesus, when it comes to deciding who you date, I would say make sure that they love Jesus more than they love you. Great. By the way, I don't know why, but I feel like I need to speak to you at the end and pray for you. So stick around if you can. Reading the Bible. Um, reading Bible, it's not always going to feel fun, but do it. Brilliant. <laughs> do it. Um, social media. I know you've touched on TikTok, but just generally, would it be the same thing? Yeah. Uh, yeah, same thing. I'd say be 
be present in real life as well as being present on social media like being present in real life is more important yes so good and again you touched on this before but comparison comparison I would say bring it into the light I think the most helpful thing that you can do if you're struggling like a lot with comparison and comparing yourself to people is to like bring those emotions into the light share with with someone how you're feeling and allow them to speak truth into what what you're saying amazing lastly jesus jesus um i'd say the most faithful kind loving consistent friend you'll ever have rach you are gold thank you so much for <laughs> thank Rach, everybody. you great what a joy it has been to spend this afternoon with you guys. I hope you have taken some some nuggets. I hope it has been really helpful for you girls. I have such a passion for uh, teenage girls and young women. And I hope you've seen that as well today. Um, that I have brought in some fellow friends to share with you guys their stories. It's all about elevating others, okay? Always do that in your friendships, like Rach just said. Um, but I hope as well that there might have been one of us... Uh, out of David and Rach and me and Molly that you guys can just maybe look up to a little bit and actually have present role models there's so many influencers around you girls that are going to try and influence you for all the wrong reasons but I want to influence you today I don't want you to remember any of our names I want you to remember the name of Jesus The only thing that I want to do and each of these guys want to do is to reflect him to you and point him to you. And so it's been a joy to be with you girls this afternoon. Uh, We love you. We're championing you. We're standing with you. And if anything that has come up today and you feel like I, I can't leave this venue before I say something, please don't leave. Please don't leave. Please come and share with us, chat with us. Whatever you want to say, we'd love to hear it. Should we pray? And then you guys uh, will close and, and uh, we'll head off. Thank you, Jesus, for what you have done in this space today. What a joy. What an absolute joy it is to partner with you as we read from your word, as we discuss what you think of us and what you say about us. And may that be the truth that rings out from our lives every day as we go from this space. Lord, may we read scripture over ourselves and may we see freedom. May we get on our hands and our knees and pray like never before to see your kingdom come. May we read the word of God and may it be alive within us. And may that ring out as we live our lives for you in the everyday. We love you, Lord. We thank you for what you have done, what you're doing, and what you're yet to do. You are so good. You're so kind. You're so worthy. We love you, Jesus, and we want that to ring out. And everybody said, amen. What a joy. Thanks, guys, so much for coming. Have a brilliant rest of your weekend. Take care.